0: All right, so we, welcome to a new episode of Boulevard Mentality. Got a new guest up here, Mr. Daryl Webster. You hey know? man,
1: thanks to be here, man.
0: Yeah, man, no no doubt about that. But before we get into the the good stuff, uh, mental health check. Where are you one through ten? How, how was your week?
1: Over overall, I say I'm about like a six or seven, man. Six or seven. I mean, I'm sorry, seven, eight, seven, eight. Mm. 7-8, yeah.
0: This sound all 7-8, right. what what happened? What transpired this week?
1: So, honestly, uh, I'm in grad school right now, man. And this week has been, like, the busiest week. We're just professors just pounded work on us. And, uh, honestly, I've just been in the books going crazy. And Thursday, I finished all the work that was assigned. So, that's why I give it a 7 or 8. Just because, like, Monday was tough. And then around, like, Thursday... All the work was done so I felt good after that, you know. Oh
0: yeah, for sure. I, mean, I would say right now I'm probably like a maybe a seven. Maybe a seven. I don't know. I'm here but I'm here but I ain't here. I got a whole bunch of thoughts going through my head right now. But yeah, seven. I would definitely say that's where I'm at. I don't know, I can't explain it. I be having these weird feelings to where like I feel good, but then I don't. Like I'm here, but I ain't here. Like, like mentally, like physically I'm mean, here, but mentally, like my mind space be somewhere else.
1: I mean, honestly, man, you thinking, you know, and and a mind, thinking mind is a good mind. You know, some people here they can't even think. So, right, right. You got your 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 thoughts in check, so that's a good sign. Seven, though, that's. Out of 10, that's pretty good, man.
0: Right. I, I always, I said, uh, I don't know if you ever listened to, the, um, I guess, the trailer of season one, but I always said, uh, um, each episode, we go I'm going to strive to be like a, either a seven or eight, or maybe an eight or a nine. You're never going to be a 10, because ain't nothing perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, It's, it's always going to be something that happens, even if it's something minor that's that happens that's gonna like you know affect how you feel throughout the week or affect how you feeling like right now mentally or physically or whatever but um yeah as long as i'm within a seven and nine range like uh i definitely say that that's, that's definitely good but i don't know i don't know i'm here but i ain't here
1: nah that's facts man My my thing is uh With me, the reason why I had to give it a a 7 or 8 for myself is going back on that, is just more so, yeah, I started off the week hectic. The end of the week, I got everything accomplished. But for me, I get caught in my head a lot as far as, like, thinking about weeks ahead. So then that put, like, a little bit more anxiety on me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So already today, I'm like, yeah, I got everything done from last week. But, like, damn, what's going to happen next week? So that's why I give it a. I just can't give it a 9 or a 10 because that little anxiety for what the future holds always, you know, right. play, a, play a major role on me. For sure.
0: Well, shit, without further ado, let's get into it. DJ Cutting Music. Uh, I feel like a champion. New piece pushed down. It feel like a trophy. All right, welcome to the brand new episode of Boulevard Mentality Man. Again I got my new guest, Daryl Webster here, with me to share this interview. Uh but as you may know, this whole season we basically go talk about perspective and get insight on three eighteen and different people's uh Um I guess I don't know, I guess I guess I guess you say perspective on what happened reaction like how they how they dealt with it or whatever like that um but yeah Webb I'm I'm gonna let you i guess start on however you want to start and uh just explain and give your narrative on how things went um initially when you first found out or well, when I got shot okay okay
1: uh so uh that day honestly uh I remember I'm gonna just, I'm just talk about The whole day in general Right Leading up to that From my end Cause I was actually in Raleigh When everything went down You know You was out of town So that whole day I remember every On my end Everything was good Great vibes I know From the last episode Everybody already knew What was going on You was uh, You know Finishing You know That process So I remember You was texting me And uh All the other homeboys In the group chat like Yo like my hard work paying off basically. Right. It's like this the this the moment right here. So we was just happy for, it, you know what I'm saying? Like damn, my boy about to be there. And that's pretty much how it left off. That whole day was just damn, bro, boom there though. You know what I'm saying? Bro was working hard for that. That's what he r- really wanted. So that's how it was that whole day. So that so that would be uh 317 cuz that would be the day before. Right. And then uh you know so I went to sleep, man, uh me and my girl Uh, We went to sleep that day And it was just like I was even letting her know Like yo my boy made it You know what I'm saying And then this was when Everything just kind of like Did a whole 360 bro I can remember uh, I was sleeping And me I always sleep with my phone On a Do not disturb or, Or vibrate Just because I hate being Woken up out of my sleep And I remember It was probably like Two something in the morning it was like 2.30 around that time. My mom screaming like crying. I'm like what the hell? So I woke up and then when I woke up I seen uh, Keisha and I seen uh, another one of our homeboys named Orlando. They was, at, they was at my door and my mom like crying. I'm like what's going on? They're like boom got shot, boom got shot. I'm like in my mind I'm like what the hell, like out of all my friends, Boone is not the one to get shot. Like, right? He the most clean cut dude out of the whole group. Like, I mean, honestly, I know nobody perfect, but like, if somebody had to say who is the epitome of a good man, like a great man, it's always Boone.
0: Oh, I appreciate
1: that. You yeah, know, no doubt, bro. But <laughs> especially just out of my group of friends, because you know, you know how how we get. Yeah. And we'll talk about that later. Right, right. About what type of dudes we were before, but out of all of us. Like you was the most stand up guy, you know. So when they was like, he, you got shot. I'm like, he ain't got no ops or nothing. Like, what do you mean he getting shot? Like, he ain't on that type of time. That ain't how he move. Like, right? Who the hell gonna shoot him? But I seen the look in their face, like, oh shit. So they like, what's his mom number? Like, what? Well, like, what well, we gotta tell his mom? Nobody can get in contact with his mom. I'm like, fuck. So I just went in the room, uh, my girl up now. I'm like, yo, get what my clothes. Like, I threw on my clothes. And we just drove to his house. So I'm driving to his house. I get there. This is this like this. I still remember this. It's like I'm knocking on the door, and at the time I felt like she knew already because she was on the phone with somebody.
0: You're Talk about my mom, right? Yeah.
1: So I'm now. I'm, I'm fast forwarding it. Me and Keisha, uh, just drove to your house. At the time, your mom didn't know Keisha. Your mom didn't know nobody, of course, but me and like our friends like that. So. I I went to the house Keisha and everybody else Stayed in the car I knocked on the door Your mom came to the door And and like when she came to the door It's like she kind of knew What was going on And that's what I felt And I just told her And me and her just both Like just kind of like Broke down I remember she gave me a hug And she was I just remember She was kind of like You know shaking Like she couldn't even believe it And then we finally got on the phone With somebody We got the uh. I'm about to show you something cuz you right here with me, bro. This is this is crazy. This is how much that impacted my life. So uh we uh we we found the whole the hospital. We called the hospital. Uh we got the hospital and then we we got all your information and then it's like, let me show you something that's crazy. Let me find it. So boom I'm about to show boom something that's real wicked. I, look, look at this. March eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. This was when me and your mom got to hospital. It, it was uh, Columbia, South Carolina. The number we got the number to the hospital. Avery Johnson. We spoke with. Uh, that's who we spoke with. Your surgical trauma room was room ten five zero nine, the fifth floor. I got your trauma number. So I basically still just got all this, cause yes, yeah, my like it's a, that that moment that happened plays a big role in my life. So it's like I that was the the time when I went to his house And this was at At this time it was 5.19 And I remember I was telling her Telling his mom what was going on
0: And So you got a, You got a miles at my house at 5.19 in the morning
1: Yeah this was 5.19 in the morning When we uh. So I got to your house probably around like Probably around 4 something But this is when we got in contact with the hospital Right okay yeah, and we finally got all the information Was around this time We got all the trauma in, in the room and all this And at the time, your, uh, your mom Was calling your aunt And your aunt came, boom, fast And they just hit the road right then and there And was going to South Carolina And then me, Keisha, and my girl went home We all got dressed, packed our stuff And then we hit the road And we got there like 9 o'clock Your mom was there probably like 8 o'clock So she got there 3 hours And then we got there like an hour after her and then I can remember we was walking in You know uh, Your whole fraternity was in there And uh, everybody was in there And it was just like I, like I don't even like going to South Carolina at all Just because when I go I get that weird feeling every time I go to South Carolina I can remember the weather I can remember how it felt Because it was March so it was kind of getting hotter right. I, can, I can remember the weather Everything bro And it's like When we got there it was just gloomy and like I said, it was around nine. We I we was definitely sleep deprived because we was up since three something, and it's nine now. And I remember when we got there. I drove because they couldn't drive. They was they was taking it hard. So I actually drove there. We got there. We went in there. It was like I said, all your whole fraternity was there. Excuse me. So your your mom was there. Your dad was there at this time. And I remember. Uh, Quan and Jay, everybody was there that was there, and then I remember your mom came out of the actual surgical room, I, I was out of the, the room, and she came to me and was like, "They saying like he can't move," and I just broke down and started crying. And Quan grabbed me and was holding me because Quan knew how close me and you were. Like we've been knowing each other since high school. Like you, my right hand man. And everybody just holding me like bro, and I'm like, I'm I, I haven't prior to then the last time I ever cried was when my dad went to prison in like 2000 and like. Like 2007 That was the last time I ever cried And That's how that happened man And then That was basically that night for me On my end how I went
0: yeah,
1: uh, It's a lot bro Yeah It was the first time I ever told this story So I'm kind of jumbling and jump. But that was the first time I ever told nah, this that nah, story That's
0: definitely That's definitely detailed You got me over here about to About to tear up a little bit yeah, That's how I went bro
1: I still got the, the <laughs> little The little piece of paper When we was writing all the information down Right, right.
0: Man, that's, that's, that's definitely crazy. Because that, that your perspective of how everything went, is, I think it's totally different from how when Quan was on the episode and Jalen was on the episode last week because they was physically there. Yeah. But for you to, like, get get the, I guess, get the call or whatever, come to my mom's crib and how everything transpired is just like, man, like, I don't know, cause I couldn't even imagine trying to figure out like, all right, let me go to let me go to his crib and explain this to his mom type shit. But then when you get here, she already on the phone. She already She already found out. Yeah, it about was everything.
1: It was crazy, bro. It's like when I when I got, I. But I honestly think that it was a good thing that I got here because nobody was here was able to help your mom the way that like I was to find, we found our information together. Right. And it was like, so it was a good thing that I came still, even though she kind of already knew what was going on. Cause I was able to find the information for her and give her better detail to exactly where you was at. Cause I knew exactly where you were at. Right. Cause like I said, me and you was talking the whole day. So I knew where you were at and all that. And you know, she, uh, it was it was easier for her to, like, you know, take her mind off. Because in a moment like that, honestly, most people would just freeze up. like. Yeah, for sure. She didn't do that at all. Like, she was on it. And it was like, I was just right there helping her, bro. So I was like, and ever since then, and your mom just got tight as crap. Because, like I said, I was the first one to come there. Right. But yeah, that's it. On my end, it, I know it was definitely tough for them being there. But it's like, it's real tough when you, like, you know. In Raleigh Four Four hours away and yeah. Like I know my dude Like you in good hands You know and then Boom Like what Yeah So waking up to some, Like my mom crying And everybody crying Like you shot In a
0: whole nother state though Like it Yeah ain't. in a whole nother Yeah It's like yo know, Like I'm like what? what in the fuck Transpired to where Yeah
1: that's the only thing I was thinking like man, Like Like I said earlier Like I, I got fr- I got friends because you know where I'm from, the environment I grew up in. Right. I got friends who, if they got shot, I'd be like, okay, like like not trying to be funny, but I'd be like, the way they, the life they was headed down, it was it was it was, it was n- believable that they would get shot. Right. Kind of expected, right? But you on the other hand is like, huh? Like I was, it was just hard to process that jump. But I seen like, oh, then I went back and looked at my phone. And I seen the missed calls from like Jalen and stuff, because mm-hmm. I guess they were trying to get in contact with me before they got in contact with Keisha. So I seen all those missed calls, and I'm like, oh, shit. And that's when I was like, yeah, let me put my stuff on. Uh, I'm about to go to this mom crib.
0: How long, how long were you uh, in South Carolina for? So uh, when
1: we, we got there, I want to say like nine, a little after nine. And we stayed there all the way to probably, like, 9 that night. Some people stayed over, but I think I had, like, work the next day and all that. So I stayed at, like, 9 that night, hit the road, went to work, and I came back, like, the next day. So I was there for, like, two days, and then I know I left, and then I came back the day you finally started, like, probably, like, a week or two later when you finally, like, was waking up. yeah, yeah. And that's when I finally—that's when I came back.
0: And so, and, and I asked you this because you know it's been three years, so you know some things people may or may not remember. Yeah. Of what they pro- what they said or, or how everything happened, but I asked you before we before we came uh, on the show. I said, "Do you remember what the, uh, the initial conversation that we had when I, when I initially like when I first woke up?" When you first came in back, like in the room, I think you was with. Uh, yeah, so it was me and uh, Brandon. And no, and no, no, no,
1: no. It might have been me and my girl.
0: And uh, nah, you can And you came with uh, with Jay too.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're, yeah, damn. Yeah, and, so I came back. So, so at the time, only like two people can go into the room. At the time, so none of them wanted to go back by themselves. They all wanted to come with me. So I, the first time I came, this is when you first was waking up. I came uh, back there with with, uh, with Jimmy. Right. And then I came back there again with uh, his cousin June. Then I came back there again with Brandon. Because none of them could, like, basically take the fact that you was in that state by right. themselves. So, And only two people can go at a time to the back room. So I came in with them each time. But the time you was actually waking up was when me and Jimmy went back there.
0: Right. And what... And what was, uh, you know, Jimmy a jokester? He, had, I can't remember what he probably said, but yeah, I, I it was. So, it thing. was it was something that you had said to me that that stood out. You know, I get, I guess you can uh, take it from there. I guess exactly what you said.
1: Okay, yeah. So when when me and Jimmy went back there, it was like when he seen you. The way that Jimmy is is programmed. Of course, they don't know Jimmy, but. He's a real, you know, he's a jokester, but he's a very optimistic. And where he's from, he's from like the D.M.V. area. Right. He done not crazy stuff and stuff like that, so he kind of can handle it a little better than most. But it was still hard for him to handle it because it was his homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when we got back there, he was like, "Come on, man, boom, get your ass up!" Like it was like that, like you know, like boom, no, like like get up, man, like type stuff like that. That's the kind of vibes he had. And when he was saying that. Your charts So they always kept uh Kept count of your vitals And all that It was the happiest And like The best your vitals ever been When we came in the back room mm-hmm. To the point where the nurses Went out And was like I don't know who Those guys was That came in But they made Boone so happy mm-hmm. So that's what
0: it was And I was already I was just waking up
1: Yeah you was just waking up Okay Yeah And it was like We basically like they was like They need to stay here Basically it was like they making his vitals the best they ever been, whoever uh just came in his room.
0: And so everybody keep telling, hey, bro. Like, any you ask anybody who was at the hospital at the time, everybody, first thing they always say was like, like, bro, it was a whole lot of females in the <laughs> hospital, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole, whole lot of females in the hospital. <laughs> and like I tell people all the time, it's even like, you know. Regardless of the fact of how many females it was, just the fact that they came. Yeah. And it was like three or four hours away. And like I tell people all the time, people be like fifteen minutes down the road and still don't come forward with you. I'm talking yeah. about three, or four hours down the road, they came And you said something that was like, uh, I'm glad you won't know and you know, I you know, I I I, I did my dirt. You know I'm saying? But at the same time, when it came to females, I was I was I was oh I was decent. You know what I'm saying? And you said something that was like, uh I'm glad that you won't um what what was exactly what you said? I'm glad that you won't I guess ain't ain't I'm glad you wanna ain't shit nigga or something like that. Because had you been a type of dude like to to bash all these women And this thing and the third Like The outcome may have been different
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. So To, to feed on that It was more so like with you Of course You know we was college kids man, Like college students man So we had fun Like I said all right, We all had fun in college You know people did what they did But the one thing about you is Okay yeah you may talk to A, a good numerous uh, I won't say numerous But you'll talk to some Women But you will be man enough to tell them what's going on. Like, you'll be man enough to tell them, like, hey, it's just this or, hey, it's not this. Yeah. And I was like, if you want a good dude, man, like, it could have got worse. It could have got bad in that room. Like, just bad in that because, like, it was women coming from. I know you ain't talked to because, like, literally, when like, me and you really were best friends, bro. Like, Like, yeah, like, we went to school together, like. We Our birthdays Is not that far apart Like me and you Were together For those We was like We met in high school But in college We even got Even closer right. So you told me Things you never Would tell anybody As far as you know, This this girl Blah 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 And our status But I was just like If you want the type of dude To tell people straight up And be honest with them And up front It, it could have backfired And it could have got bad in there As right. far as Them knowing their place I should say
0: and you and you also said something. So this is the thing: like people, uh, I guess you can lead lead by example and being influenced to others. But you really don't know what kind of impact you have. Yeah. And for me, like it was people at the school that like was 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 hurt by the situation that I didn't even know. Yeah, and you even told me people that. Random people that we didn't even fuck with was coming out here making sure like hey, your boy good does nothing the yeah, yeah. and 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 you had said something to me that you said you remembered that I said that I told you in the hospital room you was like because uh, I remember, I remember what I said I said because um, you know I was uh, in the marching band Royal Court ROTC mm-hmm. and then. On a pleasant thing. And I you had asked me one time, this is before I even got shot. You asked me one time that uh he was like I guess you you said something like, Do you ever have uh Do you ever have time for yourself? something like that. Yeah, I know exactly what you Then my about. response was I don't wanna I don't wanna leave this world with no reg- with no regrets. I wanna do everything that I wanna do because if I die, I don't want to feel like I missed out on the opportunity or something. And the fact that you remember that I said that and you came back and told me that when I was in the hospital, I was like, damn, okay, I must did have a positive influence on somebody. Because I always say, like, you never want to walk or leave a, you never want to walk in a room and then leave the room the same way you came in. Like, if nobody knows your name, nobody, you know what I'm saying, like, Nobody knows nothing about you You ain't leave an impact Just a little impact It could be just one person It ain't gotta be a whole room Just one person Like You need you need to at least have Be able to create And do that At least You know what I'm saying Anytime yeah. Anytime you step in a room Whether it's your job Sports Anything Like you need to be able to Leave an impact So when You You, you dead and gone motherfuckers be like Oh yeah that nigga did that
1: yeah so it the the feed off of that it was uh this was way before you way before you even uh got shot it was like even in high school bro you you played football, that was your main sport you ran track, you did that, but like this fool played lacrosse, like what mm-hmm. black dude play lacrosse it was like he played lacrosse bro, right. then this man. Went and tried out for the baseball team and made the baseball team. This was high school. This is like I said, way before college and way before he got shot. Right, and it was always like this man, Boone, just doing stuff most people wouldn't do. They may think about it, but like this dude really doing it. So like, dude did that, and then when we get to college, he was already in a in the army, so he was in, he was in our uh, RTC program, and then Bro joined the band. I was like, hold on. Then on top of that, he was doing all the other stuff he was doing, and this man was like uh every sunday no matter what we was doing on that saturday or friday night and friday saturday night this man would wake up and still go uh play the drums in the band it was just like I mean, go I said play go play the uh the drums in the church and I was just like that's when I that's why I made that's when I made that comment like bro like and that's when he came back and told me what he said and
0: then, yeah it was weird when you said that cuz I'm like nigga we hang out every weekend bro like yeah. we drink drank or you know what I'm saying like we we do what we do well, I mean, I definitely got got what you were saying, though. Yeah, you know, because during the week was was you know the week. We did did the school it got all that shit knocked out the way or whatever. And if it was some downtown, everybody you know would come together, or whatever. But you know, the weekend was the weekend.
1: Nah, that's facts, bro. But it was just like this. All right, one of my things, I was like, this man Boone lived the life of five different men. That's one thing I used to always say, yeah, because just a just a. Everything you did So that's kind of how I'll say you touched a lot of people Because when you was doing that it's like Band people come to me They knew me and you was like Real tight Me and you and BA They knew it was real tight So they would come to one of us Like yo How you doing? Random people And I'm like The hell? People come to us Hey man Dude like dudes in the school You know you got If anybody don't know But an HBCUs You have guys In school Pretty much just there To be there You know Right That's any school But it's a little different Than HBCU It's like How the hell did bro Even get in college It was dudes like that Coming up to me Like Hey bro How your man doing bro I'm like What the hell Like how do you even know Boom Y'all how? What did you, when we all even Cross paths bro But like People like that Was coming up to me And it was just like Damn this dude Really had an impact On people So like when Like I said When he Was first you know Waking up and everything I was telling him This type of stuff But uh Another thing I, I'm gonna go back to when you was first waking up. I remember like we did all that. We uh, saw you and all this, and your vitals went up. The numbers were better and stuff like that. I remember you was telling me like all the crazy dreams you was having, bro. And I was that's when I was like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah,
0: for sure, bro. But I, and I don't, I don't know if you remember for for a fact of of exactly how the dreams the dreams went, but. Bro, I could not sleep When I first woke up I had anxiety bro Like Could not sleep Could not Whatever Like bro Like Shit was crazy So one of the, them One of the dreams That I had That vividly Stood out to me I was I was in a maze I Got placed in some maze And you know a maze You can make a left, You can make a right turn But every turn that I made in this Within this maze was doors, and I had to choose a door, and every door that I chose, I would walk through this door, and within this door would be people partying, smoking, drinking, having sex, or whatever, but I'm being followed by the devil, and mind you like, all of this is new to me, I couldn't sleep, and I felt like if I went to sleep, I may not wake back up again, but within this dream that I'm having, i being chased by the devil. I felt like even if he would have put one finger on me, that would have been it for me. Because I and I probably wouldn't have woke up. Right. And yeah. so I'm running through this maze. Every door that I go through, like I said, it's partying, smoking, drinking, having sex, whatever. I got to find my way out the party and find my way within all these people that's in this party, find the naked door to go through so I can continue running through this maze. But everybody's face is like blurred out. I can't see nobody's face. And so, like I said, I'm being chased by the devil. And you know the devil he, he he'll he'll try to sneak up on you at any point. So with all these people, the devil could have been disguised as any one of these these people. And so everybody doing what they're doing within all these doors that I'm running through and I gotta find my way out. So I keep finding my way out. Going through this maze, making a left and right turn or whatever the case may be, I finally get to the to the end of the maze, and I'm like, okay, I see like God, he's about to save me right now, and I ain't gotta worry about nothing. I'm running for my life. I don't know if you ever seen the movie, or oh, I ain't gonna say the movie. These old school dances where Motherfuckers drop to their knees and then pick themselves up by the shirt. Yeah, God, God pick me up, buy buy my shirt, drop me back off in the maze, and I had to restart all that over again. I'm just like nigga, <laughs> I thought I thought you was coming here to save me. Yeah, you would drop me back off again so I can go through this go through this whole minute, bro. Like I can, that was that was one of the worst times, bro. Like even with the nurse, even with the nurses, okay. One of the and I forgot to mention this. Last episode But one of the nurses When I first initially woke up I I mentioned that I cried With my mom And my dad Because I felt like The narrative was probably spent And they thought I was out here doing something That they had no business But that wasn't the case But before they came in the room A nurse came in and was like Hey do you know where you're at I'm like Nah do you know what time it is? What day it is? I don't know. Nothing. I'm confused. I'm just... She was like, well, it's so-and-so day, and you've been shot. I'm like, okay. And mind you, I'm like waking up. I'm confused. I'm seeing all these tubes, like, hooked up to my body. And I'm like, all right. This, is my, this might be worse than I think it is, but okay, continue. I'm listening to the nurse talk. She was like, well, you don't have to live like this. You know, we can schedule the... You know, um, a doctor to come in, we could talk with with your mom and your dad, isn't that there? Basically, in my mind, what I'm thinking this bitch talking about is like a medical suicide. She was basically on some shit, like, if you don't want to live like this, we we can make it accommodable for you not to live like this no more. And in in my mind, I'm like, okay, I see all these tubes connected to me, but I can't be on life support because I'm thinking these thoughts right now. Yeah. Like I don't think somebody on in my mind I don't think somebody on life support should be thinking these thoughts right now. And I'm just like, yeah, "All right, bitch, get the fuck out." In my mind I said this, but I ain't said it to her. But I never I didn't tell my mom and my my dad that until I I got to react cuz that I told them that. Man, all oh, hell would have broke loose in that. Yeah, most definitely, in that in the hospital. But um moving fo- moving forward though, like the The healing process I'm still doing that Right Mentally I don't forget Like it It, But it took me a long time To forgive The guy Who shot me Got home All these interviews People want to interview me Talk about um, How you feeling This and that third But they always ask me Have you forgetting the shoot I can never answer that question And then I had this one conversation With my aunt She was like well, maybe this was God's way of sitting you down to actually think about something, right? To think about a perspective that maybe you probably would never have thought of, right? And so I'm thinking about all these perspectives on why he maybe had set me down, and I'm bitter. I'm like, yo, fuck this dude. He shot me. Like, he, he took everything away from me that I worked hard for. And it came, it came to realize that like, who am I to say and judge this dude? Right? Every life... Nobody's perfect, bro. And I tell people all the time, like... Everybody has done something in their life... To where they could have been locked up.
1: Yeah, most definitely.
0: Or did. Something. Somebody has done something... Idiotic. To where they could have been. Put in the... In a bad situation mm-hmm. And some people are unfortunate Enough to where it happens one time And that's it Some people are fortunate enough to happen For it to happen Multiple times And they are blessed with it, Multiple chances Yeah, This guy Shot me Or shot into a crowd of people And I don't, I guess it was peer pressure Peer pressure is a bitch Especially when you got the bad, wrong influences. Peer pressure is a bit. And when you got those wrong influences around, it makes a difference. And he so happened this one time shooting to a crowd. Unfortunate situation to where three people got hit. I got it the worst. You get 40 years in prison. Could have been more. The judge was lenient on the decision, right? He could have served uh, forty years plus forty years per person, right? So that's technically life, right? So I had to sit back and look at look at a look at a few things, you know. Uh, and like I said, nobody's perfect, and we ain't here to judge, but with this with this uh podcast we definitely talk about the bullshit but we it's definitely going to be a lesson at the end and a positive message at the end of what every at, at the end of every episode right and so I had to look at it like damn like this nigga like peer person with a gun man like I'm just and I, and I and I and I thought back to the time where we was in Greensboro and you you a crazy nigga, bro. Like you 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 wild. You you a wild dude. And and I say this and say this because we was in Greensboro. We had a we was at a party, trying to find somewhere to park. It was a house party or somewhere. Trying to, trying to find somewhere to park. And I I think I I, get, I think I was driving right, and I was trying to parallel park. Couldn't get a shit together. I couldn't I couldn't get right. Some two dudes come driving, trying to be cool, drinking. Driving or whatever, trying to find a part too. These niggas yell out the window, say some shit like, "Get your ugly ass out the street, nigga!" Hurry up and park or some shit like that. We got in our system, you know. what I'm saying one person more than more than you know <laughs> more than Melissa, which is my, my my guy right here, right. And I always say like, had had I. Or had we not been the type of people to de-escalate the situation? And had we been the type of niggas to be like, yeah, fuck that nigga, we don't go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit definitely would have got out of hand. So that happened. They parked the car. Mm-hmm. You get out of the car. What was it? You know, you, walk- you walking down the street. What was that, bro? Yeah, and then they said so they say something like fuck you, this and that fuck who? Fuck me. Next thing I know, this nigga whip out with whip with whip, whip out the nine millimeter And anybody who ever had a gun pull out on them, especially at nighttime, when that bitch cocked back, I don't care how many people around you, you gonna hit that motherfucker. I don't care how small the gun is, you gonna hit that bitch. That motherfucker Kill, it. Them niggas froze up When I tell you these niggas Walked around three houses Just to get to the house That we were standing The yard that we were standing In just to get inside The house party Because they were so scared Man And I look at that situation I'm like Had we been the type of people To egg that situation on Shit could've got worse Yeah
1: most definitely I remember that night And I you know what's crazy bro I still think about that night And I like that was probably like 2017, 2016, somewhere earlier. It was about 2016, I want to say. That's when we was at, at, the, at the peak of our, like, party going, our saying say, and just right. having fun, acting foolish. And it and,
0: uh, and wasn't that we was, like, on some hooligan shit, because we, nah. did, we did what we we Niggas, we was on a dance list. Three over three point four GPAs in, in college. We did what we did. We did we did what we was supposed to. But weekends was our time to wild out, and niggas niggas knew us for that. Yeah. But it was some shit that we did that was just like
1: yeah yeah that people. Well, I'm a, I'm gonna uh, go back on that, but I gotta give a little. I gotta give people a little history lesson. So like, me personally, uh, if you're not from Raleigh, you wouldn't know, but. For my people that's from Raleigh that's listening, like I'm from South Side of Raleigh. Anybody that knows the South Side of Raleigh, man, it's a little it's gritty. You know, things go on that wouldn't go on in another side of town of Raleigh. You know, it's a little harder, it's a little rougher. So I'm I'm a product of that environment. I would say like that's my that's why I'm from. That's why I live my whole life. And boom, you know. And if you're not from the South Side of Raleigh, you're not from Raleigh. You are from another state or city. Every place has. A bad spot, you know, so you can relate to me if you're listening. So I'm from that bad spot. You can say I'm from there. I'm from seeing crackheads, seeing people get shot, uh police sirens every night, gunshots. You know, most of the nights. I'm from that environment, right. but I was the one in that environment who always had good people around him because I played sports. And it was like, hey, bro, out of everybody in the hood or everybody in this environment, your ass is going to get out of this situation. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to do what them boys over there are doing. My mom was a great mother. Like I said, my dad did go to prison, but he was a great dude. And it's like everybody was like, yo, you're not going to be one of them assholes. Yes, I want one of them assholes as far as I continue school, further my education, but you know when you from that type of environment That type of stuff still lingers with you It's, th- it's kind of still with you Even though you kind of out of it right. So boom 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 fast forward To that night it was uh, Like he said we was all just We was going to a party we were trying to find a spot And the type of person that I was And still am If you my friend if you my homie If you like I consider you a brother or family You know what I'm saying I'm going to ride for you no matter what And that's just how it is So it's like they were not even talking to me. I think they might have said it to Boone or BA. I think they actually said it to BA, and BA a more calm, quiet dude. And I'm like, right. nah. So I spoke up for him. Like, what the fuck you say? Like that's how I said it. And then they said it again. So I'm like, oh no, nah, I'm with all that. Like I said, they have liquor in my system. So I walked over there, and I did what I did. And then they, you know, they like he said they ran around. Well, walked like they went a the whole another way. But if they was like Boone and BA think. Like I said, they think a little better than me. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm smart as hell. Got Dean's List, like you were saying, but I do have a you know, a quick fuse. If they wasn't the type of friends they was and be like, hey, bro, web, chill, that could have went boom way left, and then I could have been facing forty years. You know what I'm saying? Because if they and even those two dudes, if they was on that type of stuff. Right. I know it would've went far Just cause like If you pull a gun out You got yeah. it Like you, you, you can't yeah, You, you can't pull just pull it out And you don't know What they got Exactly So it's like That happened And then like With that By the grace of God it, They They won't know that They was just two college kids They probably was Two college kids From perfect backgrounds Cause when they seen that They didn't know what to do
0: Man when I tell you That like, that when you caught That joint back That bitch was so loud bro like, yeah. At nighttime, bro, that's like probably one of the most intimidating sounds that ever. Had. If you ever had a gun pulled out on you, especially at nighttime, or just to hear it cock back in general, bro, like, man, like that shit was like, oh, this nigga really did that shit. Like,
1: yeah, it was one of the points in my B- life. I'd be like, oh and shit.
0: And then B eight, this nigga go get. Machete, like nigga, what you about doing with a machete? You yeah, he, he got, was, you got a whole machete out, my nigga. Like, he was doing? feeding
1: off of my energy, man. Right. I sparked it, like I said. I think they said that they was talking shit to him, and I'm like, anybody that know me, man, like if hey, sh- who, I'm gonna I'm gonna always make the first move, like then. So I like you know what, and then he kind of Followed pursue, but then he was kind of hesitant, like thinking about it. He was more so like he was more so like, damn, Web already done went. I gotta go now. And then Boone was like, hey, bro, like, you know, chill. And then, like I said, the two dudes that I did it to as far as put a gun out on, they was like, hey, bro, we we didn't we, we mean it. You know, They was, they was like I said, they was just two young dudes that probably had a lick in their system and was like, hey, we're going to a college party. There's going to be college people here. Ain't nobody going to be on that. Right. So they thought they could talk junk, and then they seen, like, oh, shit. And, I, and then what's crazy is this is the craziest thing because now I'm remembering more of it. After I did it I told them boys I said hey Y'all need to watch What y'all say Cause y'all don't know How people act Like I always was a mentor No matter what And I, I seen It's like I seen The two dudes was young So when I got closer to them And I saw their faces And I seen the like Youth on them I seen They probably was only 18 They was too young Probably two young freshmen And when I seen their face I said And I seen how scared they were I said yo Y'all don't y'all, y'all can't go around Saying stuff like that Cause y'all don't know Who y'all talking to Like you, you you know, just gave them a little less I can't remember exactly what I said And they was like, you right, man, you right And then, they, went, like I said, they were still scared after the fact And they walked around And that night, you know After that, and now I'm older i would be like, I still pray like forgive- i would be asking God to forgive me for that night all the time It's like, damn, that's That was crazy that I did that, you know what I'm saying
0: Yeah, Or just random shit Like what we used to do Like just shoot up, just, just shoot up in the ass Yeah, like uh, yeah, we'll be Not at- even thinking that, okay Shooting up in the air, the bullet got to come down somewhere.
1: Yeah, like we'll be at the party and then, like, we'll just be shooting in the air for no fucking reason. It's like, yeah, stuff like that. But, like I said, we what we in our like deep down in our minds, like, not even deep down, I didn't even gotta go that deep. We 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 knew like we ain't want to shoot nobody. Like nah, we was like I had my gun. Like I said, mainly because where I lived, where I was from, like I gotta protect. Right. I gotta protect mines because where I'm from, like anything happen where I'm from, like where I'm from, I could be just chilling on the porch, There'd be a shootout right in front of me. It's like yo, I gotta get a gun. So it was more that's why I had mine. Not like I had ops or I had beef with nobody. I ain't have beef with nobody. Pretty much everybody that knew me, they they, they you know, so I was a likable dude. It was just like I need this so nobody don't come here and take what's Shit, mine.
0: You was the reason why I got mine. Yeah, Cause you know, I asked because I asked. Cause I, asked you, I was like, bro, I like. I was in niggas know I was in the military. I I, I shot rifles or whatever. Yeah, I never really thought about getting a, getting a pistol until I seen y'all like yo why like why you got that?
1: Yeah, my 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 big thing on why I always like why I kept a pistol is because like me my head is on straight. You know I'm a good dude, good solid dude, but you don't know the next guy intentions. Right. So it's right. like why would I not have legal legal protection? So I can protect myself And the people around me Cause I if we, You know That's why I, I, I'm like Yes this happened to uh, my brother You know He got shot He's paralyzed For now It's like I'm still not The type of person That don't believe You should have firearms Reason why Because if you take firearms away Legally People still gonna have them Right And if somebody come in at your place or Where you live Where you work hard for And try to take from What's yours It's like Now you ain't got a gun It's like damn So I just feel like people who should have them, it should it should go through a, it should go through a way harder, uh, like way to get it, cause literally it's like it's just uh foul, it's just like going on. If you never had a criminal record, you can get one, but it's like just because you ain't have a criminal record don't mean you ain't right in the head, You know what I'm saying? Right. So I feel like the the process to get one should be a little bit stricter, but you know I still because I'm still living on the same side of town. To where like last night I heard like four I heard like ten rounds go off mm-hmm. Last night I'm And then then sirens I said sirens But then sirens yeah, follow Sirens yeah. follow right I'm like damn So I'm still I'm still living there Like around there So Yeah I gotta have mine to protect But I believe When I had mine then I was probably like 20 21 I, I You know If you didn't think nobody But know about psychology The frontal lobe it don't fully develop Until you're 21 So you don't really have, You know I wasn't the most mature at the time To have a gun then at 20 21, Early 21 if I was 21 You know so Yeah I just thank god bro Honestly that whole situation didn't go left And it went the way it went And that was the end of it
0: Yeah man that shit So yeah definitely like I was like man It it, it took me a lot And, and i would gonna say Keisha helped me a lot When it came to uh Like the uh the the healing process on trying to forgive him because it's a lot of other stuff that happened too within me coming back home that that made me look at the situation a little bit differently. But it's it's man, like I was just like how am I how am I able to judge this guy for acting out on this? And and um uh, Just like, yeah, no, I can't, I can't. I'm not about to be that person to to judge. Because, uh, sorry about that. We had a little interruption. Somebody just came in. I don't know who it was, but threw me off a little bit. But yeah, I'm just like, who who am I to judge this this dude? You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, it's unfortunate that some people just they some some people don't get more than one chance. Some people just do dumb shit And that dumb shit Costs them the rest of their life Some people are blessed to get multiple opportunities And then within that Some people, some motherfuckers still don't learn But You know It's it's everybody's journey and everybody Everybody's life ain't the same You know what I'm saying But But outside of that though Let's just uh, talk about your, your growth You know what I'm saying like, you definitely had, like, a mean, like, like your growth, bro. Like, to where you at now is totally different. Because I met, I met you when we was, when we was in high school. Uh, initially, I think you were still in eighth grade. Yeah, was, so you was, a, you was in the ninth and yeah, I was in the eighth. Yeah, and then yeah, I, I did. I dated your cousin, too. But outside of that, like, let, let's just talk about your growth. Because I remember you got... A scholarship to play at Shawan. And you played at Shawan. And then all of a sudden my sophomore year, I forgot what I was doing. I seen Brandon. And he was like, Yo what up, bro? Da, 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 da. I said, Nigga, you in school? Like what you what you doing? He like, yeah, I go here now. Mind you, I think it was the year before I seen him and he was like, Yeah, school ain't like, School ain't for me I'm not doing this school shit Like I'm not good <laughs> off that But then this nigga Turned around and enrolled Well first he ended up Going to Avery The next semester After he told me that Try to play football But then he ended up Coming to St. Hall And then in the midst of him Telling me he had St. All, He was like Oh yeah you know The nigga Webb here too And I'm like Huh I thought this nigga Was playing football So I'm trying to figure out What's going on here. Okay, okay ain't right, niggas trying to Come back to the city Okay <laughs> But the reason why you came back was was uh, was pretty funny and, and crazy at the same time. You bro, yeah, you 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 just a different breed, bro. Like, explain that situation. Okay, okay. So I' ain't gonna go too far back,
1: but like I said earlier, my environment where I came from, I always was the one who people was rooting for. Like, hey, bro, you going you gonna get out of this? You know what I'm saying? You you gonna be the one that's not gonna do what everybody else doing. So, uh, through high school, you know, I was one of them little knuckleheads in high school. I still played football. I was pretty good, you know, good enough to get a Division two scholarship. So, uh, still, you know, was go to practice, blah, blah, blah. I still had to go back to the environment and the situation, you know, just had to be around that type of stuff. And uh, I remember my senior year of high school, I finally got... Uh, the scholarship to go play ball At Chihuahua. I Went to Chihuahua, And when I got to school When I got to school uh, College weren't all What I thought it was going to be I was I got there and thought Damn I ain't going to be around No more gangsters I ain't going to be around No more drugs As far as sure. people smoking weed I ain't going to be around No alcohol Like it's going to be You know what I'm saying That was my perception On college Because I You know nobody in my family Ever went to college I'm the first person To ever go to college Graduate And keep going To further my education Right So My perception on college was No drugs No guns No gangs None of that Then boom I got the and It's like dudes Still looking like How the dudes look around my area And around my way
0: Right
1: You know Dudes there with red flags And shit I'm like damn bloods here What the fuck I thought I got away from that My whole family banging and junk right. So I'm like You know then boom It's like Dudes A lot of dudes from uh, 757 That's like the Virginia Beach, Norfolk area. I got cool with them somehow I clicked up with them and a lot of them was blood. So I'm running with hanging out with them and it's like, ah, I'm still around this type of shit. You know, I'm still playing ball, but like I'm kinda not really playing ball like that. I started smoking and I really want to smoke And I started drinking and now I'm drinking, smoking, you know, doing shit like that. I'm like, damn, bro. Grades was slipping.
0: While on scholarship.
1: Yeah, while on scholarship, then I uh I'm away from home, so I ain't got to tap in with my mom, you know. I'm, I'm messing with a lot of girls. I'm just living life, man. And then I remember I got through my freshman year, but my GPA was, like, bad as fuck to it. I was still a freshman. Right. So 2015, I'm coming in. I'm not eligible to play football, and I'm still a freshman by semester. So uh, I didn't learn shit by that time. I was still walling out to the point where one year I got arrested while I was in college, went to a holding cell, got bonded out to the point where around October uh, a sorority was coming out. So they had a probate and and it was lit because I think it was like their first time they came out in a long time. So a lot of people was there and and this one dude, (laughs) I'm walking, bro. And I can remember like it was yesterday. I'm just walking and he with a girl that I used to like, you know, mess with. And I guess she done said something to him Like blah 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 So bro Bro like bumping to me And I'm You know like Like I said earlier When I talked about the whole uh, Gun situation Bro bumping to me I'm like bro it's good Like you know what I'm saying Like what's up You know I'm with all that And then like He like shit what's up uh, we, we we You know he like He with that too But he He ain't really with that Cause he trying to fight In front of everybody I'm like bro Let's go to this cut You know what I'm saying We can fight Ain't nobody there he didn't come, you know, blah, blah, blah. He like, meet me outside. So, boom, I go outside. I meet him outside. Whooped him. You know, that's a whole other story. Broke his arm. <laughs> he ended up in the hospital. He pressed charges on me. But then he ended up dropping the charges because they found alcohol in his system. So, he ended up dropping the charges because they seen he was drunk. But the result of that was me getting kicked out of school. So, boom, I'm kicked out of school. When they kicked me out, they kicked me out in October. So, it's in the middle of the semester. My GPA dropped. I'm like, I'm not afraid to say it now. It was like a zero point nine, maybe a 1.0. It was some stupid, bro. All like, right, yeah, boy, you weren't doing that shit. Yeah, it was crazy, bro. So <laughs> like, <laughs> they, 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 you know, so now I'm like, kicked out of school. Then like, I'm ineligible to come back the next semester because my GPA so low. So I got to wait another semester. So I'm like, what the fuck can I do, bro? So now I'm at the crib working like four jobs. But that was the best thing that ever happened to me in my life, bro. Because that was a time where I can get my mom right. My mom and shit weren't mad at me. But then right at that time when I got kicked out of school in 2015, my dad came home from doing eight years in prison. So that's eight years I lost with my dad. So we took that whole time just to basically try to make up for time lost. You know, and it was like a good thing that I got kicked out of school because if I was in school, I wouldn't be able to see my dad when he got out. So that whole year, me and my dad was together every day. Just just make enough of time lost. And then me and him both bossed up our life together. We got cars. We ended up working, getting money. And then my dad was like, hey, son, you got to go back to school. Like, you know what I'm saying? You see you working two jobs just to do this. Like, go back to school so you can only work one job to do this. So I was like, you know what? Boom. I met a dude named Frank. Still one of my big brothers to this day. You know, a good dude. So I met, I met Frank. And Frank was like, man. Send me your film. I'm going to send it to the head coach. We're going to get your ass back the school. Luckily, I was still working out because that was one of the ways me and my dad, you know, uh, stayed connected. Right. That's by going to the gym together. So I was still working out. I was still ready to ball. So I sent Frank my film. Frank sent it to the head coach. The head coach was like, oh, shit, yo, I want him. So, boom, got in the same hall. But the crazy thing is, since I was uh, ineligible for grades, blah, 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 I had to pay like $1,500 to get my transcript And it was the last day for admissions bro And like I called the bank and was like yo I need a loan They gave me a, a $1,500 loan Paid my transcript off Got my transcript sent Sent the transcript in Went to admissions They like you got a 1.0 Like what can you do Like why Why should we take you Man I told them like what Like what I have been through and how I am Like what I did to get here And they was like yo we gonna take you Boom That's how I finally Got into St. All man I got into St. Oh And I kinda Even though I was back home I, What I did was I stayed on the campus a lot And I matured Cause I started hanging around With Boone and I started seeing How he was moving he was wearing suits and, and he was doing other stuff And I was like Oh shit So I follow his lead a lot I remember one time once, One whole year We was all wearing suits Like everyday we was wearing suits Just shit like that yeah,
0: right right
1: That's something I never did So I was like Doing shit like that Then I actually like realize like bro well,
0: shit you actually bro you didn't have no choice because i think because you had to start back over as a freshman right yeah yeah so I so you yeah. had a freshman you had that freshman class too.
1: yeah so i had that freshman class i was a freshman again like i started college 2014 and was a freshman all the way to 2016 and then i had to wear suits and then i joined like uh sons of st augustine and mm-hmm. i was a part of that and i started hanging around like uh older you know more prestige type of people just learning the game and I met a lot of people bro And then Shit Had a 3.2 the first semester Then the second semester I Had a 4.0 And then I was like Damn this shit cool Like so I just kept my GPA up man And then Boom Like 2018 I had a child When I'm 2019 I had a child So I got my son So I have a son And then like I don't have nowhere to stay I'm staying with my moms bro So I'm like fuck Oh shit It's gonna get hard again but then, like, luckily, good, great woman, you know what I'm saying, on my uh, on my team, man. We worked through, got a crib. I finished school 2019 fall. So I finished at St. Long in three and a half years. And then, boom, I'm like, man, I like this school shit, bro. I, I like to educate. I like to educate my people. So what I would like, like, what I do is, well, how I always seen it was like, let me go get all the education I can and come back and give it to my people. Because I went to HBCU. Yeah, I learned a lot. But at PWI, man, they just got more money and they got more uh more resources. The shit I learned in my masters program is like, man, they not teaching us at HBCUs this type of stuff. So that's kinda how I was and how I still am. So let me further my education. So man, I've done stuff undergrad. Like I had internship at Duke. I did internship at Duke uh sports medicine department. Uh got accepted in my masters program. And and in May, bro, I finished with a masters, got a crib, me and my girl doing good, my son too, and uh that's pretty much where I am now. In a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean that is definitely bro, like the growth is definitely definitely, definitely, definitely different. And I told and I told you in uh UNBA this when y'all first graduated, bro. To see where y'all, or to know where y'all came from, and then to know to, to see where y'all at now is just like, it's, it's crazy. Especially, and I would say especially for him, because my freshman year, it, him, him and Julian, I used to always see these niggas at cookout. He was like, "Yeah, what a party here, bro. Yeah, party yeah, yeah." And nigga, I ain't partying. Nigga. I don't, I don't do that. Like he was like, "Yeah, Julian, hit me up if you hit me up if you decide to go." I never hit him up Yeah we. I think this was my first semester Of my freshman year Second semester He, he ended up going to Avery Yeah but I didn't find this out Until he came to St. Oh, The next year You know what I'm saying Yeah
1: his, his story Pretty crazy too man it, it was just like He from the same environment I'm from Me and him Our family is Basically family Like he's he seen everything I've seen shit Sometimes more Maybe I've seen more But we from the same environment So When he didn't get into The college he wanted to play ball He was like man Fuck school and then He ended up going to One of our other good homies Football game at Avery And then That coach seen him Was like yo Why are you not playing ball Like look at how you look right. And then B.A. was like Yeah you know I played Sent him his film Coach was like oh You gotta come here Got him into school Then B.A. was there And he was like he still had problems back home with his grandma, you know, going through shit. He was like, Yo, I gotta go back home. So he came out of Raleigh. And that's how he got in. And he was another influencer on me getting in the same all because he was like, Yo, uh, Frank just got me in. You need to sing, you need to talk to Frank. And like I said, that's so he another uh influencer that got me in. And that's kinda how me and him got in. And when we start hanging with you, which was one of the best things for us, is because like we we got to start moving different as far as like Like I said, wearing suits and learning about Greeks and learning about uh, what HBCU is. Like, we didn't know nothing about none of that type stuff, for real, for real. We really didn't. And just knowing about, like, the marching band, just learning about (laughs) HBC. you know what I'm saying? I I would
0: say, bro, like, too, we had, man, you had African-American history together. Yeah. And And we had that one class together, yeah. Bro, that, that shit opened my eyes, too, because... If you really don't know, know African American history, I'm talking about like from where it all started, I'm talking about from like slave trade and all that, bro. You just don't know. Like Yeah, that that class yeah, definitely Like uh, you don't know. And I think for you being 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 part Haitian, I got a little Haitian blood in your family, bro, like that also that also taught me a little bit too. Because I was I was like you remember, bro you remember what we went down you remember when we went downtown to that uh, that Caribbean festival, and this this lady was dancing. Yeah. I was like, "Damn, that white lady got some rhythm, do not she?" <laughs> he was like, "Nah, bro, she probably she not white. She probably she probably like uh, Puerto Rican or something, bro. Like, like I said, damn, this white woman moving." I remember like, saying he was talking about like, you know, that's a part of it too, because you don't realize, bro, like that shit, brought That shit, bro, like all walks of life to be able to be like bilingual. Like what happened back back in the eighteen hundreds. Like that's why you got Cubans that look black. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, we I,
1: uh we did our uh our little project together we did it on uh the Haitian Revolution and that's when we just learned a lot and it was like oh shit.
0: Yeah. For sure. But but the you know to to keep the conversation going. With, with you having a kid now, you know, having your own crib, about to graduate um, your, your master program, you know, just moving forward in life. Like, how's your perspective and how, like, how do you go about day to day? Having experienced everything that you did mm-hmm. from my situation and just, like, your own personal situations, like, how do you go about how you move and, you know, just... I don't know Just, just how, do you, how do you go day, day to day
1: Alright so uh, Just mainly For me The first question I always get is like Bro you in school Getting a masters In kinesiology That's tough And you have a child Like how do you do it I say bro I honestly believe like Like I'm blessed Because The reason why I say that is My son go to a daycare That's in our neighborhood My girl work at the daycare it's like, damn, God just want me to win, bro It's like, like, yeah, yeah I gotta wake up 7 in the morning Get my son dressed I'm a power lifter now So I gotta go to the gym After I train Go to school uh, Come home, do some assignments Then go to an internship For like 4 hours Then after the internship Drive to Wilson Go to class Get home around 10 o'clock Cause that's a, you know 50 minute drive to get there Get there at 6 o'clock Class on end to nine o'clock, get back about ten, and I got to do that all over again. Sometimes I barely get to see my son because at seven he sleep. I probably see him for like thirty minutes. He go to daycare, and then I don't see him because when I'm home at ten he sleep. It's like they're like, bro, how do you do it? This is like, when you so locked in, you it's, it it becomes second nature. It's not like yeah. I don't really like when I sit back like now I'm sitting back and I'm thinking it's like damn, bro, I'm balancing a lot. I'm juggling a lot. I got to make my my girl happy. I got bills to pay. Like, so I go to work the days I don't go to school. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, I never really sit back and think about it. It's like, but it's just like ever since 2016 when I told myself I'm not, you know, I'm not doing this, like, shit again. I just been locked in since then, bro. So it's almost like second nature. I had a little, you know, step back. When I had my son, as far as confidence, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, man. I'm going to have to drop out of school. But then I, my support team was just like, nah, you ain't dropping out of school. You got to finish. Boom, I finished. And then now I got a bachelor's. But I'm like, man, I want to further my education because I want to help my people. Everything I want to do is for helping my people. Because like I said, nobody in my family graduated uh, college, Well, went to college. My dad dropped out. Of, you know, dropped out of high school in like 10th grade. My mom finished high school, that's it. My grandma, like nobody ever made it to where I'm at. So it was like like, I'm doing this not for the name in front, not for Daryl. It's for the, you know, my last name. It's to keep make a legacy because we don't have that in my family. Exactly. So that's what really keep me going, bro, and keep me motivated. It's not, yeah, you know, I could have easily stopped at a bachelor's because nobody done that, and that's an accomplishment. Right. I could have stopped right there, got a job, boom, but it's like, nah, I got to keep. Going so I can show the people around me, like, you can make it from where you're from, yo.
0: Exactly.
1: So that's, you know, and I got to make, you know, I got to make money for my family too. So, you know, boom, having more education just opened up more doors to the point where, like, bro, I remember I had my bachelor's and I applied for these jobs that that I talked to you about earlier before we got on. I applied to these same jobs. I did not get a response back, right? So now I'm about to have a master's in less than a month. So I applied again with a master's. The same day I got a uh, call back Like hey I want you to come in For an interview And I'm like damn Like mm. I'm just I mean, I'm I'm gonna say It's still me The name on that resume Is still Daryl Webster Jr. Right, but right. now it got masters In front of it And I'm like damn bro The more Like I, That's why I keep going bro Cause when you Got those na- That stuff behind your name It just puts you In a better position to win Yeah. So sure. I think about stuff like that But honestly I'm just so locked in bro Like That is just second nature. Like, most probably couldn't do what I do is, like, waking up 7 in the morning, go train. Like, I power lift, bro. So I'm lifting heavy-ass weight. Then right after that, it's like, come home, study, do work, boom, go to an internship. And I'm training kids in the strength and conditioning program. And then, boom, drive to Wilson. And then, like, then now I'm locked in on classwork. And then, boom, come back home, shower. Sometimes I don't even eat at night because I'm just, like, so sleepy don't even want to cook. And, you know, I'm not going to go to fast food. So it's like, damn, how can you do it? And I'm like, bro, I'm just locked in. And yeah. then prior, like, before all of this, like, when you got shot, I started the thing and I was, like, boom strong.
0: And, oh, I, yeah, started, sure. yeah,
1: and I started and I that because, like, you know, you I was got out, the hat right there. Yeah, I got the hat right there. I still wear mine. But it was just, like, army strong. And I was, like, boom strong. So it's, like, it's times when I don't feel like doing shit, right? And I just be like, bro, that could have easily been me. Like, get your ass up, bro. Like, you're going to have to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'd be like, like man, I got a friend right now who in a situation that most couldn't bear to be in. Like, man, get your ass up. That's how, I, you know, that's that's a. Right. So I use you as motivation a lot. And it's like, like I said, people don't know, but you're my, uh, you're my son's godfather. So it's like. Definitely. Man, like, man, my son Goddad, he get up, he make posters, make flyers. But like, this dude doing it on his own is like, bro, get your ass up,
0: bro. <laughs> Right.
1: So that's you know, that's where I kinda of find my motivation, bro. But a lot of it is just being so locked. like I'm so in tune.
0: Yeah, man. Where where you where you at where you're at now, I feel like that's where I before I got shot, that's where I was or that's where I was starting to be.
1: Yeah, just locked in, like
0: Yeah, because when you know where you wanna be, it's like, Okay, I know I gotta get here. What steps am I gonna take to get there? Yeah. The only thing that's gonna hold you back from achieving that Is you
1: That's big facts
0: And And bro like I told my cousin too Like He didn't wanna He said only reason he went to airborne school Because he seen that I did it Yeah And I said bro I said bro it's nothing about you bro I said you can go Go to airborne school bro Like it's it's gonna be a fun experience But it's gonna be some things That you go do in life That you don't wanna do Mm mm-hmm. But you go, you do it because you know you have to do it. For me, it got to a point where right, I, I really don't want to do it. But if I do it, it's not about me. Like you talk about the when you talk about legacy and leaving the building, a legacy, leaving a legacy, doing something for your people. Now it's like, all right, for you, it's like, okay, I'm doing it for my son, right? Yeah. For me, my, my brother, like it was like, yeah, I'm doing it for him. Doing it for my sister, my sister kids. Yeah, it ain't about me. Because if I leave this world today, I want them to be able to look at my pictures on the wall, or or when they when they remember me and see my face anywhere, they'd be like, okay, that that motherfucker right there. He like he he was a solid dude. He did that. He was a badass. Whatever the case may be.
1: And that's how it's supposed to be, man. I think I think yeah. uh, to go back on that when you were saying. Sometimes you gotta do it, not just for yourself. When you kind of do stuff for you just yourself, you get to a point where you're gonna eventually, you know, uh, lose motivation. Because, right. like, like I said, if I was just doing it for myself, I could have stopped at a bachelor's. Right. Because, like I said, nobody else in my family even seen a bachelor's. Right. But it was like, I still I applied for jobs with a bachelor's and did not get a call back. And I was like, man, hell nah. So I look at that boy over there with my son like, yo, nah. I kept going is like boom, now I got a masters or uh, with within grabbing reach of a masters, now boom I apply for these same jobs. They give me a call back these same days like So you know me, I'ma get that job, take it, boom. Let's go get a PhD. Let's just keep going. Right. You know, let, let, let's get let's start our own businesses, man, and help and help our people, you know. Help, you know, Give them some hope because if it weren't for the people around me and my and my uh and my life, I wouldn't have been one man. It's not like I got here by myself. I had some great people around me, so it's like you gotta do the same thing, man. Cause you can't do it by yourself, bro. Yeah. But you definitely was uh was locked in, bro. Like I-, I seen it before. You know, even now it's like you got you got shot, boom, and like months later, you like yo, I gotta do this. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta start this. Like you locked in, like. My saying now, I've been saying it lately, is like, uh, I don't have tunnel vision. I have, I, I have breezeway vision. And what I mean by that is, if you have tunnel vision, all you're doing is going straight, and you're only worried about the the end result. And when you're doing that, you're not enjoying what's going on around you. Right. So I view life as a breezeway. It's like, yeah, I see that end goal, but when I'm walking, I'm looking around, and I'm enjoying the scene. I'm I'm enjoying the process. Right. So that's how it is for me. Like, it's all a process. Like, you know, I'm going. I'm going down this, this this tunnel, this this breezeway. The end goal is start. You know, my own business, and I'm helping the people around me. But it's like I'm enjoying the process of raising a son. I'm enjoying the process of school. I'm enjoying the process of starting my business. I'm, mean, you know, stuff like that. I'm enjoying the process of work. So that's how I see it, bro.
0: And then that's and that's what this podcast is all about. It's about. Being transparent, right? And you talk about the breezeway, looking looking left and right, enjoying the scenery. Also with boulevard mentality, that's where that concept comes from because it's it's a journey, right? A boulevard is like uh a, a, a long road consisting of consisting of many miles, right? Everybody's in their car, doing their own thing, got their own opinions and got their own options and it may if from the outside looking in it may look the same but within that within everybody's individual car it comes baggage comes uh you know pain or whatever you may be going through cuz everything everything everybody going through something everybody's situation ain't the same but you know for us to be able to talk about it and then then turn around and and, and explain it in a positive light it is it, is is a good deal, right? And and for man, man, this was a this was definitely like a good session, man, because everybody don't every a lot of people some people think like, okay, I'm here. I got here. It was a cake it was a cakewalk. No, I don't want no cakewalk. I like did we did I did dumb shit. We did dumb shit. And but but to be able to learn from that and be able to be able to grow and then to be able to show it and talk about it, somebody else may be going through the same thing right now, you know what I'm saying, and that person may not be able to learn and grow from it, but to hear it from somebody else be like, yeah, like we did we did the same shit that you did, yeah, but we didn't stay there like we knew that won't that won't That's- us, but well, we just did it because we were just having fun, but at the same time, it's just like like I said to be able to learn from it and to grow. And to be able to be where you're at now and to be where we at now is just like okay to pass that down and to share that is just like is is a it's a good feeling like I said, that's all about what this podcast is about just being just being able to be transparent just be able to be transparent about any and everything
1: No, nah, that's facts man you know i, I was i was I was actually, you know, uh, when you told me about it, I was like, yo, I got to do it. Just because a lot of people see uh, the, you know, I say success that I have. It's like, oh, dude, you know, doing this thing. But it's like a lot of them don't know where I came from and how I got there. A lot of people right. see, you know, a lot of people see your situation, but they don't know you before, you know, because most people in your situation would just end it there as far as like, you know, as far as like, I'm just gonna, you know, do this And then that's it But, like, you was like Okay, now I got a new life, kinda. So now let me start Doing this And doing that You know, to still be Contributing to the world You know what I'm saying Yeah So it's like A lot of people see you And they don't know What made you You know, who you are And a lot of people see me Like, this dude Still it's like Yeah, bro But I
0: didn't It wasn't always like this for me Yeah, and, and for me Like I said before Like, we talk about being locked in It's not about me It's not about you It's not It's about you know your your son and my my brother, my sister, my my nephews or whatever. But even now, it's still not about me. Now it's like I feel like I kind of got like a a a a, a, man, a lot of weight on my shoulders for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, it's not a, like people want to people people want to see me do good. Even even within my situation. All right, what's your next move? Yeah. Shit, I don't even know what my next move is. All right, like what we what we gonna do to get there? Are you gonna finish you still, Cause I still got one more one more year school level. Are you gonna finish school? Yeah, I mean I want to. But I mean shit. I mean I'm still working daily like every day trying to figure out what's next. You know what I'm saying? Because before it was so clear. But now it's just like, okay, cool. Now I'm just going through the motions. But like I said it's not about me because still people wanna hear Hear my story, and then, like I said, just knowingly that people, everybody is going through something. Knowing that is like okay, if I can share my story or share my perspective, or you know what I'm saying, like it can help somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Just be a domino effect, just going on down the line. Like it was on, like man it's, man, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff that I found out about a lot of people. That people are going through, yeah. Since my situation, that's just I guess me coming, I mean me, me being the uh, the the curious cat, I guess. Because now, like I know, I'm more conscious about it. Before, it's like okay, I'm doing my own thing, living my life. I'm not really paying notice. Like I know people going through something, but I don't really care because that's not my business. But now I'm more curious to know. Exactly what you're going through Yeah Because I'm going through it too Like you want to talk about it Let's talk about it Because I'm feeling bad too so yeah, I ain't having a good day I want to be able to talk to somebody about, about what I just went through How I'm feeling or whatever But Yeah like Even now like I said It ain't about me It's, just, it's, it's about You know Just Being able to Have understanding about Everything in everybody's situation
1: No, That's facts man because uh, honestly, everybody wake up with with some type of uh, baggage from the past, and you know, they it easily just you know, you know, kind of like just you know, suck it up and then go to the next day. But then they still hold that same baggage, and they go to the next day holding that baggage, and they never kind of talk, talk about it. Talk about it, and then that, that some of the times end up to where people make bad decisions. You know, so it's a good thing that you know. You are, you know, being that bridge to be like, yo, this, what's wrong? You know, let me know how you feeling. You know what I'm saying?
0: Amon, you good? How you feeling? You fine? Uh, <laughs> one, through, one through ten, how you feeling? A six Why six. You tired. You tired. But well, If you stop standing up all night playing that video game, maybe you oh, won't be so tired. Right man, but yeah, man, I definitely appreciate you coming on this on this episode, man. This definitely was a, a a good a good session. No dead space, no, you know, no trying to figure out what what the next topic is. It was definitely just you know genuine and. You know, like I said, like I I wanted people to be able to To see your growth, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to be able to talk about my situation, your perspective, but also, too, I wanted people to be able to see your growth from the bullshit, joking around, partying, all that shit, to where you at now, you know what I'm saying? Well, especially, what? especially from that night, you know what I'm saying? You, you cocked that gun, pulled it out, you know what I'm saying? Like into where you at now? Your mind space and your head space. So, uh, I would just say, what what would you, what what type of advice would you give to people who's listening right now? So we can go ahead and end this. Okay, so uh,
1: it's a good one right here when people ask for a little advice. Like I said, my uh, my motto and everything that I that I kind of strive to be about is the the state you are in right now. Don't di- don't. It's not going to dictate, you know things down the line we all go through things but just remember you stay consistent keep pushing keep working you'll get through it that's kind of how my life was it was like damn I'm right here right now but it's like let me stay consistent stick to the plan and then you know you'll see the other side so that's kind of the little message I want to leave y'all with man just stay consistent I know that's cliche but Honestly, that's really how you, you figure it out is by just staying consistent and sticking to the plan. So that's what I'm gonna leave him with, man.
0: Damn, I definitely appreciate that. And uh like I said, this is season one of of many more seasons to come. Hopefully if I can still keep these creative juices flowing, but I definitely gonna get you on another episode where we can Chop it up a little bit more to where we can laugh and kicky bullshit a little bit more. You know, what I'm saying. Yeah, most definitely. Talk different. about talk about uh, old old stories. We could
1: talk you about the crazy nights. Nice yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. But this this one is yeah. more like you know more motivational or whatever. But and that's what this season is more about motivation and just giving people perspective on different different things and different uh situations.
1: Matter of fact, I got a, I got another one to close it up. This this another one I live I, I live really by. Is stay versatile. Stay versatile and be able to, to adjust to change.
0: Okay.
1: That's my real big one. Like I said, that that's just really what I model my life by. It's like one moment I was doing this and then something happened and now I got to change everything. If you can adapt to change quick, man, you can be pretty successful in this life. That's the one I really want to leave y'all with, man. Be versatile and, and be quick to adapt to change.
0: Yes sir, I definitely appreciate that. But without further ado, uh, we about to end this podcast. I, I appreciate everybody tuning in for the second episode of Boulevard Mentality. Uh but yeah, DJ Q the music. Uh, I feel like a champion. New piece, bust down it feel like a tr-